Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Before we get into the show, we wanted to give you a quick note about ads. So here's the thing. We genuinely, sincerely like all of our sponsors. We are picky about them. Honestly, probably to the point that it's annoying for our ad sales team. We don't and won't partner with products or brands that we wouldn't use ourselves or don't think our audience would benefit from knowing about. Working with advertisers in the way that we do is what allows us to make this show a meaningful part of our lives and hopefully yours too. So when you use the unique links and codes that advertisers provide for us, it has a real impact on our ability to keep doing this. And we are tremendously grateful for it. If you're ever looking for a specific code, head to a thing or two hq.com slash sponsors and you'll find them all. Thank you for supporting us and the brands who support us. It means the most. All right, here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a thing or two hq.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get you weekly access to members-only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two hq. Um, we have a really good voicemail playing at the end of this episode. Ah, uh, thrilling. A thrillingly good voicemail. Yeah truly. That relates to some nostalgia that we'll be touching on later in this episode. Mm -hmm. But first, some new news, some like breaking, breaking news. There was an AP headline recently, noble scientists potty train cows to use (laughs) moo-loo. Like loo, L-O-O. M-O-O-L-O-O. Which is the best name for a cow bathroom, <laughs> a cow toilet you could possibly come up with. It like does, it's just an iconically named cow toilet. It does feel like, you know how like every porta potty company has a really punny name. Yes. It feels like the same people who were naming the porta potties were coming up with the names for the cow potties. 100% clear. I don't know. I just feel like I need to tell you this. Mm-hmm. I was in the North Fork of Long Island and the North Fork sanitation trucks, uh-huh. they ha- their motto is sometimes we're down in the dumps. <laughs> Which is so aggressively punny, but also, but no, it's so depressing. Sometimes (laughs) we're down in the dumps. Like, do you need help? Like, what can I do for you? Like, it's not, they were just so hell bent on this using a pun and like this pun Mm -hmm. in particular that they were like, who cares if it makes sense? Yeah. (laughs) Leaning into it. This, on the other hand, Moo Lu, 
incredible, like incredible, (laughs) makes so much sense. Congratulations to the New Zealand scientists who came up with this and also who like potty trained cows. But like, first of all, who came up with this, this term for the cow toilets? There's a really punny one in New, New, that's around in New York a lot and I'm forgetting it and it's really good. But the one that's not punny at all that's in LA is, well, I want to say Andy Gump, but is that the name of like a, um, is that the name of a cartoon, like a comic strip? Andy Gump. Let's see. I have no idea. Hold on. I feel on. like I haven't heard this term, this name at all. Oh, no. Andy Gump, their portable restroom. Somebody's going to tell me what I'm confusing the uh, the comic strip with. but and, and they all just say, just another Andy Gump. And I love it because it's like, <laughs> it's true. Yet another Andy Gump. Because first of all, in LA, everybody's fucking like renovating their house every week, constantly. And I love that you're like, yes, there is yet another Andy Gump porta potty in front of this house as there is all over LA. And Andy Gump is the name of the founder and his name is now synonymous with porta potties. Andy Gump is a family owned and operated portable restroom rental company in Southern California with over 60 years of experience in portable restrooms. And it's like super old school style, sort of like sign painted logo. Uh And it just says just another dot, 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 Andy Gump. So someone's great grandfather's <laughs> name is Andy Gump and his name is synonymous with portable restrooms. Yes, that's right. I love it. I love it. Okay. Anyway, what we need to talk about beyond mm-hmm. just the name yeah. of this incredible cow bathroom yes. is the like whole intro to this story, which just feels like it's it's like hitting it so hard. So <laughs> the lead is turns out cows can be potty trained as easily as toddlers. Maybe easier. Well, for, like, just so <laughs> aggressive. It's noble. Scientists put the task to the test, and 11 out of 16 cows learned to use the mulu when they had to go. Just like some parents, the researchers used a sweet treat to coax the cows to push through a gate and urinate in a special pen. And it only took 15 days to train the young calves. Some kids take quite a bit longer. The cows are at least as good as children aged two to four years, at least as quick. At least as my nearly three-year-old has certainly not learned in 15 days. It all just feels like such an aggressive burn and nag at like your whole experience, I would say. I would say it made me feel insecure about my parenting duties. But I also just felt like it was an unfair comparison because half the battle with potty training your kids is that they're being jerks on purpose a lot of the time. And they're Mm. like, well, a couple of things. Like one, it's behavioral and they don't want to do it because you're telling them to. Or two, it's like it's behavioral in the sense that they're like, why would I get up from Legos to go sit on a potty? Which I can't argue with. When I can just do it right here. When I can just do it right here. And who can argue with that, honestly? Like, and so I feel like cows, I don't want to criticize them. And, you know, I've already criticized discounting their personalities and how strong willed they might be and how like how much behavior might be driving their resistance. I guess that's a thing. It's not that I don't think cows are smart. I just don't think their emotions function in the same way as toddlers and toddlers lives are ruled by emotion. By the way, also, there were five cows who weren't successfully potty trained. And it's possible that those cows are just still learning or Cam is like one of those five cows. I, um, I, I think you're right that I'd like interviews with those cows. I want to like, know what. <laughs> well, the other thing is I want to say, you know that I don't like Jamie Glowacki who wrote Oh Crap Potty Training, which is what everybody no. uses. So I'm not saying that she's right, but I am saying that she would not approve of this treat-based potty training method at all. This Mulu like giving them something sweet. They were given like molasses water, basically. Yeah. And if they didn't pee in the in the pen, they were squirted with cold water. First of all, Jamie Glowacki would just say that you're ruining them for life because then they're going to just want treats for everything that they do yes. ever. And this is the most basic of like human functions. So they should, they don't deserve a treat for it. 
I also do want to say, though, that we're leaving out what to me is the most fascinating part of the story, which is that part of the reason that they were, well, like the primary reason that they were potty training these cows is because cow waste is so environmentally like toxic that basically when the pee and the poop mix together, the gases that are emitted are so bad for the environment. They did not, however, train the cows to poop in the potty. Um, no, and it also doesn't solve for the issues of cow farts and cow belching, which, which is, is a, a real problem. Real, which is a real problem. But yeah. again, like you said, the like urine contains nitrogen. It's a whole mm-hmm. thing, and apparently, a single cow can produce eight gallons of urine a day. I'm That's not a lot of pee. You're not surprised. No, That's not surprising cows are huge. <laughs> and this are is huge. a way in which they are fundamentally different from toddlers. They also. <laughs> Like there was a caveat that it was like, just like, so you don't like think that they're so so magic. Like they were giving diuretics to the cows. And I'm like, yeah, that's just like you do with kids. You like give them a lot of juice or water or whatever so that they'll pee so that you can teach them how to pee in the potty. It felt, it all felt a little braggy to me. It all felt a little bit like an attack on parents. Um, Yeah. I just, I, 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 especially for me, I thought the part that said age two to four, like mm-hmm. as if like, like really setting up these bumpers <laughs> of like, they're better than these types of children um, was a lot. Here's the other thing I just want to say. Well, one, because I feel bad throwing Cam under the bus. He's improved greatly since we started doing this. <laughs> He's never going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Cameron is much better at the potty than he used to be, but I don't know that I would call him fully trained. But I do want to say also that there is like a whole school of thought, mostly of mothers with grown men in their lives who will look at you and be like, it is an absolute waste of your time. And it is a fool's errand to try to potty train a boy before the age of three. And I ignored all of them. And they're all right as far as I can tell. Now that assumes that Cam will start being potty trained when he's three, which I don't actually. <laughs> Let's start no, this but, countdown. I want to have this, I, I want to revisit You want to check in? Yeah, January we'll of 22. Yeah. I want to revisit and be like, where is he at? Where is I, he at? My God, if he hasn't done it by then, <laughs> it's just a lot of work to constantly be looking at your kid and be like, are you about to? Can we just very briefly, I know we're getting Mm -hmm. off a little bit on a tangent, Mm -hmm. but can you just share very briefly some of the most exciting places Cam has used his portable toilet? What is that toilet thing called? Mm. Well, so mine is just the Oxotot like portable kids potty, but the one, I think the people who like coined this thing, they have one called a potet or they didn't coin it. They like invented it. There's something called the potet, P-O-T-E-T-T-E. Yes, to make the word pot cute. I understand. Yes. And I only know that because I posted a picture of Cam using him. See how I'm like nervous about embarrassing Cam on the podcast, but I posted a picture of him on the potty. Ma'am, it's too late. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And everybody's like, oh, I love the potet, which I just, I guess I got the off-brand one, but it's a portable potty that folds up flat and you can just like, it's like the size of a laptop. Basically. You can slip it in your suitcase or yes. in your, in your briefcase, really. That's right. <laughs> and it, you put a plastic bag in it and they sit down and they use it. And I would say the most exciting place that he's used it is the corner of Vanderbilt and what is that Pacific? Just mm-hmm. that big intersection in Prospect Heights. And Chris caught it on camera. We had a beautiful sunset behind us. And that was the one that went on the Instagram well, he's I used was with it, you when he when you I was pulled over say, on the side of the highway. Um, yeah, we pulled and he over, tried there. It didn't yeah. nothing happen. Nothing nothing went. But he got stage fright. I feel <laughs> like he was also trying to show off in front of you. <laughs> you know what would be showing off using the toilet? Tell him. I that. feel like he wanted to show you that a we'd be willing to pull off on the side of a highway at a moment's <laughs> notice, and b just that like this is something he does now. He goes to the potty, so like let's show Erica. 
What a power play. Like, let's <sighs> let's pull over on the side of the Long Island Expressway just because I said so. Um, so I would say that that was definitely one of the more exciting. I don't even clock it as exciting anymore or like weird. I did. I We were with a friend in Los Angeles. We had lunch and then went our separate ways. And then we turned a corner and we were like, oh, we should do this before we get in the car. So we just put it down on the sidewalk. And I all of a sudden got a call. And it was from my friend and I thought maybe she'd like left something at the restaurant or something. She was like, that was incredible. That was so seamless. Like 10 out of 10, <laughs> you guys executed that so beautifully. Like it was just so well done. And I was like, thank you so much. And it was because I, we just do it so often and we don't even think about it because I'm constantly just like, okay, we're getting ahead of this. You're going to sit on this potty right now. And I don't think he gets embarrassed. You know, eventually he will. Hopefully not. Hopefully this doesn't have to go on so long as for him to get embarrassed. I think that's the goal. Thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Claire, you and I were talking recently as we were like scheduling stuff about how with like therapy appointments and those kinds of things, it's like, it, it, sometimes it's just like the trick is finding the right time of day to have the conversations mm -hmm. because like maybe for some people, it's like you want to do this first in the morning when your head's like a little spinny and other people are like, I actually need to like get through the first half of my day before I can think about anything else. But if you're having to go, like, go to a doctor's office and whatever, that can feel very hard if there's commuting involved and all of that. Well, and you don't really get to decide on the time of day that's convenient for you in no. those cases. You're like, when can I leave the office? When can I be in that part of town? Or just like, when is this doctor available to me? Exactly. Exactly. And like with BetterHelp, you can have more control over the scheduling aspect of this. Mm -hmm. It can actually be more than just the scheduling aspect of this, if that well, makes because sense. Because they allow you, you can do it remotely. You can do text, chat, phone, video, but also there's so many therapists to choose from on their network that I think it makes it a lot easier for you to find someone who's not only like available in the right way for you, but at the right times for you. Talking to a licensed therapist can help you feel better and we are so excited to be partnering with BetterHelp to make that available to so many more people. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online so you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. They have 3,000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states and four modes of communication, text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating with a counselor in under 24 hours and schedule weekly secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. Anything you share is confidential and if for any reason you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a different one. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash a thing or two. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash a thing or two. Thank you so much to ZocDoc for sponsoring today's episode. I was thinking about it the other day about how I get this sort of like rush when I realize that I have to make a reservation at a restaurant because I'm like, oh, this is something I can do to feel productive and I can do it right on my phone and right now. And I know I like, I just like that. You can sense check it of, off. Like, I can check it off and I can do it right now. And I'm just going to scroll through and find the thing and be done, which to be fair, it's not always that easy, but I like that, like that it's contained in that way. And it hit me. I was like, wow, with ZocDoc, Making a doctor's appointment is exactly the same as making a reservation at a restaurant on my phone. It's just like scrolling through the options, sorting through the ratings, seeing who has something in the neighborhood that I need at the time that I need, the type of thing that I need. And it was like, wow, I just need to really take that same approach to my health that I take to making reservations at restaurants. 
I love this. This is a good yeah. philosophy. This right? is a good it's philosophy. Just like, just yeah. check it off your list. Just be done with it. Yeah. If you can use the app to make a dinner reservation, you can use the app to make a doctor's appointment. Same, same itch scratched. Exactly. Same, same. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Just download the free ZocDoc app at ZocDoc.com slash a thing or two for the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors to take your insurance. You can read verified patient reviews and book an appointment in person or over video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again, which is a huge win. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, a dermatologist, a psychiatrist, an eye doctor, it goes on and on. ZocDoc has you covered. You can even use ZocDoc to book vaccine appointments in some markets. Now's the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash a thing or two and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash a thing or two. In a study by Esquire, 54% of women said they'd rather be hit by a car than considered fat. If I'm being honest, I've been those women. So for me, this isn't just a podcast, it's personal. I'm Danielle Robay, TV host and journalist, and years of celebrity interviewing taught me that beauty isn't about what you look like, it's about who you become. Each week, I'm having thought-provoking conversations, digging into the stories of people who put a new spin on pretty. From entrepreneurs and authors to politicians and celebrities, no topic is off limits. So join me every Thursday for a new episode to feel pretty inspired, pretty seen, and best of all, pretty smart. Anyway, should we get into our second topic of today's episode? Let's do it. Okay. But can we start talking about the beauty products of our youth, most of which we don't use anymore, but some of which I now want to revisit? <laughs> I'm excited to know which ones you want to revisit. Yeah. I have a yeah. feeling it's MAC lip gloss. Is it? Mm, no, because you know the way that that, that your gets hair stuck got in your stuck hair. In that? Oh, I yeah. can't do that again. That That's was like a once in a lifetime experience. <laughs> <laughs> that was really my only contribution to that section of the script was it got stuck in your hair. Um, I, when I was thinking about like trying to remember what I actually used, all I could do was basically mentally transport back to the aisles of our local drugstore, which was called mm. Happy Harry's, but is now owned by Walgreens. Um, happy Harry's. Mm-hmm, happy Harry's. It's really sad that it is no longer Happy Harry's because it was such a like local institution. Oh my God. I love it. I'm just like, I just blanked on the name of the big pharmacy that I used to go to that like had the best of the beauty products. And my friend Paige is going to be so upset with me that I can't <laughs> remember this. Like it'll, it'll be like deeply hurtful yeah. that I can't. Yeah. But I can picture, listen, I can picture the aisles. I can picture where the depth uh-huh. uh, gel. gel was on the shelves. Mm-hmm. I can see the biolage. I just don't remember the name. I would like to say to like connect this back to uh, our earlier conversation about long hair that we talked about Totally Hair Barbie. And one of the things I forgot to mention, but was like resurfaced on Instagram DMs, it came with Depp, that Barbie. It no. came with a small bottle of Depp hair gel. And it was for the Barbie? <laughs> yes. Like, so you, so just to be clear, you were meant to take this Barbie that had mermaid hair down to her ankles, put hair gel in it, get yeah. sticky shit all over the carpeting of your home, mm-hmm. get yelled at, yeah. And then wash the Barbie's hair and it would never look the same. Or, That's you know, just cut the Barbie's hair off because you were going to do that eventually uh, anyway. I guess, right. Just yeah. cut to the chase. Just yeah. <laughs> this, bo- this Barbie's wearing a bob. Just let's get to it. Like maybe oh, it was so that God. you could use it, but it was such a small Barbie-sized bottle. Wow. Great brand crossover, though. Depp was like, this is a huge opportunity, huge branding opportunity for us. Let's get these women when they're six. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, okay, so tell Any, me what you're like. What? Tell me more about the the groceries, the, the, the drugstore. Drug so yeah. this was my like where I got most of my beauty products, and I quickly figured out that like my parents, this was, you know, before I could drive, before I had my own income outside of allowance, we would go to the drugstore and I would just convince my parents, like, I need these toiletries, I need whatever. And they would buy stuff because it seemed like a necessity. And I could occasionally slip stuff in that was makeup, but made it seem like, oh, it's like toiletries or household products, whatever mm-hmm, I needed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and especially mm-hmm. if I was going my with my dad, who had no idea what the difference between like a chapstick and a lip gloss was. Yeah, I could no. just be like, yeah, I need this. And that is how I got things in those early days. And I feel like that began a really long running just love of drugstore shopping for me. Yes. I which this I, I relate to this <laughs> deeply. I would go with my mom a lot and she would just spend a lot of time and and my mom's never been afraid to put something in her cart that she thinks will solve all of her problems. Same. Um <laughs> and so yeah, I feel like there were like various conditioners or things that were, yeah. Anyway. And I don't I don't do this anymore because also drugstores just aren't the same. But I remember when Chris and I first started dating and we went to a Dwayne Reed together, which is like the local New York Walgreens chain, and he was like fascinated and just stunned by how much time and money I was able to spend in a drugstore. And I was like, oh yeah, I fucking love drugstores. Like that was like a really long running thing for me. Like you can get so much at a drugstore and it all feels like, it felt like fake It feels like kind of essentials too. Like like like, you can justify it somehow more because it's at a drugstore. Exactly. Exactly. Next to the Tylenol. Exactly. No, listen, I mean, yeah, I get it. I get it. And then, you know, if you were really going highbrow, you went to the mall makeup counter. Oh, my gosh. And you would have to, like, hope that it was, like, GWP season. Mm. Like, that oh was, like, Clinique bonus season. Like, Thank you oh for my bringing God. that up because, actually, GWPs were such a defining feature of my early makeup days because a lot of the actual makeup I was ever able to get my hands on was because my great-aunt Ruth would give me her GWPs. And so that was where I got a lot of stuff. I got my mom's, like, cast-off gift-with-purchase yeah. items that would be, like— you know, a lipstick color that was a little weird or like yep. eyeshadows that were like yep. too much or like whatever. And like, obviously it was like kind of intended for play. But then when you're that age, you're also like, of course I'm going to like put this on and whatever. And yeah. so it's like, you're wearing the like least natural colors on yes. offer in this set. Like it just, <laughs> I'll never <laughs> you know? forget this like Clinique cover up that my Aunt Ruth let me have because it was a cast off and thinking that it was like basically foundation and putting it across my entire face and then going to seventh grade and my mom being like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> like it was a very pen 15 uh, moment. Oh my God. What were the things that were just like the most covetable of the beauty products for you? Like for me, mm-hmm. I think the like height, the like peak mm-hmm. was Aveda Champur. Mm-hmm. I just thought that like Aveda smelled just like like heavenly. You're right. Like, like just absolutely heavenly. I was not allowed this product. Again, who knows like what? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's I similar wasn't to the allowed. Cereal, it's similar to the cereal situation. Like where parents were drawing the line makes no well, sense. Well, and I didn't have, I, I, we'd, I didn't have fancy shampoo. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, ex- like that was like definitely why, you know, I had like Pert Plus. Uh, for kids. Um, so <laughs> I'm dying. Joking on my iced coffee. Okay. Per plus um, for kids. Per it's plus like for consumer kids. reports for kids. That's right, Claire. Okay. Um, but my cousins had this and I just thought it was like peak chic Aveda mm-hmm. Champure. My relationship to Aveda was I didn't have it. I don't even know where I would have gotten it. Like I 
where did you get it back then? I guess at like salons. You also just helped to explain exactly why it was like <laughs> so, so covetable because it was like available at yeah. sal- like at a participating Aveda salons. My best friend at the time who also made an appearance in a recent podcast about periods. Um, my, like it, So she was my best friend, like maybe like fifth through eighth grade or something. Her mom wore the Aveda shampoo or used it and smelled like that. <laughs> and, but yeah. it, no, you did. You, <laughs> you wore it. You wear the scent. Yeah, and you wore it. And it's an incredible scent. It's a little citrusy. It's like so distinctive. It is so comforting to me in part because like, you know, it reminds me of like being at my favorite friend's house with her mom who I loved. And now my mother-in-law wears that scent or uses that shampoo or whatever. I, I'm, Again, let's I'm stick sorry. with where's that scent. I like it. I feel like I haven't smelled it since then. And it's so wonderful. I don't know why I'm not just engaging with the scent like actively, why I'm not just getting products with this scent because it's still around. I Googled it. It Aveda describes it as the perfect blend of orange eucalyptus, patchouli, and ylang ylang. And they say, you know what you're wearing is the product not only of high... Oh, so they actually say wearing. Know that what you're wearing is the product not only of high quality ingredients, but also of highly skilled pure fumers because it's shampoo pure, and it's absolutely. pure scent. Well, and I know of Ada. They're yeah. not they're not screwing they're around. Yeah, purists over there. One thing that's very fascinating to me that I've always like kind of wanted to do at some point so my in-laws all live in the suburbs of Minneapolis, which is where Aveda is headquartered. Oh, and I don't think I realized that. I didn't either. And what I really didn't realize is they have at their headquarters, and maybe it's like their manufacturing plant too, I'm not sure. You can go and have a spa day and get a facial and then have lunch at their cafeteria. They're like their corporate cafeteria apparently has amazing food. You and, and it's like I all have organic. been to Minneapolis like <laughs> so many times together. I can't believe it. And and both separately spent so much time in Minneapolis. <laughs> and I cannot believe this is the first time this has come up. I know. I feel like my mother and sister-in-law go together and have like girls days. And my mother-in-law definitely goes with her girlfriends just straight for lunch. Like sometimes won't even go for, I think, the beauty services because she like thinks the, the food is really cafeteria? good. I think it is the corporate cafeteria. It might be two separate places. It's presumably the same kitchen, but apparently it's very good food. It's <laughs> it's like the Condé Nast cafeteria of Minneapolis. Yeah, totally. Like this, yeah, chic mm-hmm. place that you want like an yeah. invitation to, but that exactly. is just the cafeteria of a business. Well, but in this case, you can you don't you can need go. a night yeah, a corporate yeah, yeah, idea yeah, yeah, to go. Yeah, you yeah. can just go as a customer. Yeah, you don't have um, to be a guest. Yeah, I was very interested in that. But I to bring it back, I do think that Aveda sent so many moms wore, like so many of people of our generation's moms were and it's deeply nostalgic and still I will say holds up it's wonderful it does feel like it's like every scent note that you mentioned Mm -hmm. feels like relevant right now I'm like totally orange (laughs) eucalyptus patchouli I I hear what's happening here yeah totally 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 so I think you and I had a similar relationship to being allowed to wear scents and in that I wasn't allowed at all to bring notes into no fragrances no fragrances in the home And I wasn't allowed to have perfume or anything. And my mom was right to have that rule because the shit I would have like (laughs) stunk up the house with would have been horrific. Truly doused yourself in. So for that reason, I think I really also tried to get my kicks through hair products because I could sort of like sneak it in the back. Well, there were like no unscented shampoos. Right. And like in the 90s, there were really no unscented perfume, like shampoos because it was like herbal essences. So that's what I was going to say. I don't feel, I don't know if I thought of herbal essences as like a status thing, but I was just kind of like, I don't know. It seems like cool and like seems like boys might like the scent or something like that. It was the Axe body spray for women. It was totally the Axe body spray. And they had those like kind of controversial commercials where women were making the orgasmic orgasm ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't even think I understood it at the time. I don't think it like, I think it went way over my head, but I definitely had herbal essences because it was like, 
you know, I had dry hair. I just needed deep conditioner. So it was either Garnier Fructis or Herbal Essences Smooth, the one in the pink bottle. Wow. You can remember which ones. I can remember which ones. Oh, completely. Yes. That that pink bottle with the green cap and the green flowers on it. No, I can picture it now. It's like opaque. It's yes. like, yeah. yeah well, yeah, the yeah, shampoo yeah. is clear and the right. conditioner and is yeah, opaque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But it's like a sherbet-y pink I can picture. Yeah, the yes, conditioner exactly. bottle. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wow, fascinating. Thank you so much to Nutrafol for sponsoring today's episode. Erica, I feel like you and I have sort of talked about this, but never fully landed on the true truth of the matter, which is that we've been so much better at taking pills lately. Mm, but I it's think true. I realized what a huge part of it is, is that we're at home all day. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to remember it's easier. before it's I like, leave the house. Totally. And I like go into my kitchen and make myself a cup of tea and I'm already opening a cabinet. I put the pills in the cabinet with the tea so that I have to stare them in the eye, you know? Great idea. I just yeah. feel like if Nutrafol had come into my life two years ago, I don't think I could have stayed on top of taking it. But now that I'm at home all day, it is, it's that thing that I do when I like go downstairs for like a water break or maybe a lunch or a snack or whatever. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take my pills now. And because I've been so consistent about taking it, I know I can see the results. Like my hair grows so much faster. It's so much stronger. It's not like breaking and gross and dry and yucky like it was for a while. Mm. And I just, I'm just thrilled that Nutrafol came into my life at a moment where I was forced to stay inside and when you were really, ready for it. Yeah, I was ready for it. It really, it's, it's an impressive thing. Life's all about timing, Claire. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth by targeting the five root causes of thinning. So that's stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. It's made of natural, clinically effective medical grade botanicals for better hair growth through whole body health. And it's physician formulated to be 100% drug-free. On top of thicker, stronger hair like Claire's without lasers or chemicals, Nutrafol's ingredients may also help you get a handle on better sleep, stress, skin, nails, libido. Who doesn't want those things? When you subscribe, you'll receive monthly delivery so you never miss a dose. 77% of women saw improvements in just 90 days. Even if you aren't experiencing thinning hair, Nutrafol can help you grow thicker, stronger hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using the promo code a thing or two for $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it is available to US customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code, a thing or two. The other, like, to to keep going on sense, the other big thing was Bath & Body Works. Yeah. um, Which also, LOL, when we sold our company to Bed Bath and Beyond. Sometimes people would hear Bed Bath. They would like we would say Bed Bath and Beyond, but they'd hear Bath and Body Works, and they'd be mm-hmm. like, "That's such an interesting fit." And you'd be like, "Totally." Um, and then you'd realize later, and they, <laughs> that they thought you were talking about Bath and Body Works, um, which I was not really allowed to engage with. But my again best friend at the time, Courtney Pinkner, she was big on it. She had dry skin eczema, and so it was like her sort of thing where she'd be like, "Well, I need lotion. Um, I need lotion." And so what she was would, her scent? All of them. Juniper breeze, like whatever cucumber the berry. Cucumber melon. Yeah, cucumber melon. I should look Freesia. Freesia, like- Freesia. My mom would be so annoyed. We would, we used to hang out at the mall on Friday nights and that would yeah. be like one of the first places we would go. And, and you just so like douse yourself in this mm-hmm. spray. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. Body splash. 
which again, what of the course. fuck is a body splash? They still, ex- I feel like every once in a while, I still encounter something that's just like a body splash. Yeah. No, it's, it's a diluted perfume. Yeah. It's a diluted perfume. So at my mall, we had the Bath and Body Works and then we had the Body Shop and I was like pretty anti-Bath and Body Works, mm-hmm. but would always get it. You know, you'd always get it for like your birthday. You'd always get like these gift sets of it. Like mm-hmm. I feel like my high school boyfriend's mom, like for every holiday for however long we dated, I got mm-hmm. like some gift set from Bath and Body Works. <laughs> but I loved Body Shop. Just right. like so much loved. more sophisticated. So And just like, it just felt very committed to its mission. I owned the Body Shop book. Mm-hmm. Like it had like a real founding story. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you can, it's very obvious yeah. where this comes through in my current yeah. life, right? It was also very like ingredient focused. It was like mm-hmm. big on like tea tree oil. and like Oh, this, I and, like, remember the whole tea tree oil, oil like, line, yes. which they really marketed towards teenagers who were like dealing with acne because the tea tree oil was drying. I remember this so well. Exactly, Claire. Yeah. Exactly. And you could like mix your own perfumes there or like put like the oils in a perfume. Like my boyfriend got me a... Perfume that was like the lilac, the like he got a lilac perfume made from the body shop, which I mm. thought was just like devastatingly I, nice. I um, still can't believe you had a body shop in Peoria. We did not have one in Wilmington. I know something to be jealous of. I don't. <laughs> I couldn't tell you why. I couldn't tell you why. And I loved, loved the mango body butter. I remember um, the body butter coming in those big tubs. Tubs, yeah, like those screw tops. Yes, tubs. exactly. And that was one of the things that in like looking at this list, I was like, I wonder how that mango body butter is doing and how it would hold up. <laughs> I have to say, I don't want to smell like a mango these days. No. And I yeah. I think it would be like extremely intense, but also like, would it just conjure so many memories that mm-hmm. it would be like comforting in certain yeah, ways? Possible. I don't know. Possible. I don't know. My, I don't know. my thing that I was really obsessed with was the Bonnie Bell Shout and Sugar. Which it's a body. Yeah. It's a Bonnie Bell Lip Lights. So it's not the, <laughs> it's not the thing that looks like a chapstick, which was also remember like those were really a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I should have. I just like that you're like lip lights. Well, because like, there be were clear. the lip smackers, and then yeah, there which were was like, like the, the Dr Pepper product. Yes, but yeah. then there was like the tinted lip smackers. I gotta look this up. Okay. Well, yours was yours came with an applicator. It was like a frosty. It looked like frosting. In yes, a tube. but I do just want to like acknowledge that there were those things that also looked like chapstick but had color, and those were like an important pre makeup moment for women our age. Do you yeah, remember yeah, those? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, like they were a lip gloss in a chapstick way. Um, and yeah. then this is the lip. They were lights. a transitionary moment for yes, people who, exactly. who could take their dads to the drugstore and be like, no, no. It's chapstick. That's exactly right. And yeah. that, yes. So the Bonnie Bell Lip Lights Shout and Sugar was a gloss with like a wand applicator. And it was a sort of frosted, sort of shimmery. It was metallic, brownish color. And I loved it. And I wore it all the time with the lip liner I talked about in the last episode of Thingies, the Revlon Nude lip liner. And my freshman year of college, I started having a hard time finding it. And I don't know how I confirmed that it was discontinued. I think I just confirmed by calling the headquarters. I figured out the number of the Bonnie Bell headquarters. This was like obviously pre like beauty being on the internet. The idea of buying makeup on the internet was crazy. So I called the headquarters. A really nice woman on the phone was like, yes, it is discontinued. Like, let me see if we have any, like puts me on hold for a while. I was like, yeah, I have like, I don't know, 15, 20 here. I was like, can I buy them? Gave her my credit card information over the phone. Over the phone. Oh, yeah. Oh my and, God, I love it. And she got sent, because I was like, yes, I'm going to want this forever. 
obviously it lasted me like at least until I graduated college. And then I would find tubes of this stuff and be like, okay, I'm actually past wearing a frosted brown lip gloss now. <laughs> and I need but to I, just I love that like away. at that point, you just like couldn't imagine a world in which you would not want a frosted brown lip gloss. Oh my like, God, of course. not imagine. This was my signature lip and I couldn't not wear it. It also had kind of a gross like coffee-ish smell to it. So I Googled to see if anyone else, you know, remembered it or what it's, you know, what its legacy was. And the makeup Alley page for it is still up. And I love that Makeup Alley was so active. Its most recent review is from 13 years ago. Wow. Which I love because it was actually discontinued like 17 to 20 years ago. (laughs) But 13 years ago, somebody wrote, if I could find this again, I would buy it so fast. It was beautiful, cheap, and not too sticky. Have never found a replacement. And then Sometime, like, I think it was probably discontinued like 18 to 19 years ago because most of the reviews are from 17 years ago and people are so upset and just like exchanging like what the best one is. Somebody wrote all caps. This was my favorite lip gloss ever and I can't find it anywhere anymore. The only thing I can find closest to it is Mac's explicit lip gloss. I wish they would bring back this color. I hate having to spend $13 on something I used to spend $3 on. And then somebody said, probably BB's best lip light ever. So of course it's discontinued. However, do not cry. Max explicit lip glasses and your carbon copy of this. If you absolutely must have this color of L slash G, which is shorthand for lip gloss. Obviously, sure. (laughs) I can't really tell the difference other than explicit costing $10 more. Damn it. But what are you going to do? You know what's weird? I cannot figure out why BB would discontinue this and keep that revolting champagne lip light. (laughs) Shout and sugar is so much better. And that champagne crap is awful. What the hell are they thinking? And they all continue in this vein, but I just loved and respected everything about these reviews and felt seen and felt like I wish I'd been on Makeup Alley in 2002. And that, yeah, no, totally, totally, totally. God. I just remember calling from my landline on my dorm room and feeling like I'm crazy, but also felt so happy that it was a success. Like it was like this woman who answered the phone at headquarters didn't think I was crazy for calling. She was like, of course I will sell you. No, the, this like, woman's still we have. this call before. This this woman is, you're not the first person to call the Bonnie Bell headquarters. But I was maybe the first thing. person to call Bonnie Bell headquarters from the Max Pavlovsky dorms at University of Chicago. That is true. <laughs> that is true. I think you do hold that honor yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, for for sure. God, Mac in general, just like this whole conversation, mm-hmm. I just, I feel like when I was allowed to spend my own money on stupid things, this is where I spent my money. It was like mm-hmm. at the Mac store and on school trips to Chicago when we'd have like free time, you know, you'd have like a couple hours, like yeah. run around and do nonsense. It was like always the Mac store or the Urban Outfitters. Yeah. Um, oh, totally. Yes. In Urban downtown Chicago. Big. And like you'd, we'd get makeovers and then mm-hmm. buy I like also four eyeshadows. I that, that we used to call those makeovers. Like you just go get a free, get your makeup done for free at the beauty counter. And that was a makeover. It was a makeover. Yeah. It was a complete <laughs> makeover, Claire. And then you'd leave with four eyeshadows and <laughs> in your that little clear bag, you yes. know, that little clear Mac bag. Mm-hmm. So it was like very obvious what was happening. Just loved it. I just like love for Mac that their brand has turned out to have so much like permanence. I'm just so impressed at the way they... Such staying power. Yeah, such staying power that their brand has continues to be relevant and continues to have be exactly the same thing it was 20 years ago or, you know, 25 years ago when we were shopping it on field trips. I also like the thing that lip gloss was such an important Mac moment. And the thing that I always remember or what made it seem so relevant to me was that everybody knew it was what Paris Hilton wore. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I know this component of its story. I just remember that 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 being like a, like that was like what made it be like, okay, this thing's going to be around forever. Like Paris Hilton wears (laughs) lip gloss. I mean, her lips were shiny. And, and girl, listen, 
that woman has also stuck around and it's been impressive. <laughs> it's true. It but you know, her impressive. hair was definitely getting stuck in lip gloss. She had that long, long straight hair. I mean, yeah. No, I, I yeah. I, yeah, I, I do kind of wish that Clinique had that like same trajectory because I feel like it, it had every reason to. Somebody there screwed up. There's no reason it shouldn't still be what it was when we were teenagers. That exactly. That's how I feel. That's yeah. how I feel. It was like truly a, like that brand was so beautifully designed. Everything about that whole brand universe was feels timeless to me. And for some reason, it's no longer like has the same relevance. You know what I'm picturing? I'm picturing, you know, the like the three step cleansing yes, of program course. situation yes. and dramatically different lotion mm-hmm. and the toner and yes, like all of that. Of but then that like green plastic case that yes. the soap came in. Beautiful like pistachio chic. green. Yeah. Yes. That was so chic. Yes. Um, this was also, it was the original Glossier. It was like the the makeup right. brand that our moms let us use because it wasn't if you're super gonna, loud like, colors. If you're get something kind of fancy, this was like yeah. the thing. Yeah, I was allowed. And it was definitely um, the thing that I got a ton of GWPs from. This was like how I got into Clinique because I feel like all, all of my great aunts cast off. She would give me and I had all of the zip pouches. I would never throw away the zip pouches no matter how many Why I would had. you? Yeah. Why would you? And I, I feel like, I can't remember when I started buying the like almost lipstick again a great mm-hmm. name a great yeah. marketing strategy yeah. like almost lipstick mm-hmm. in black honey but mm-hmm. I still wear that today yeah. I can remember exactly like the teen magazine write-ups of black honey when we were teenagers and talking about like the entire bridal party wore it and every single bridesmaid looked great in it um like it just the marketing on that thing was incredible Apparently, the teens are discovering it again now. As they um, should. As they should. As and you know what I've been should. using as a black honey lip gloss that I got free as like a Sephora thing at some mm. point. I was like, oh, this is so good. It comes in a tube. And I can't remember what the technical name is, but we'll put it in the show notes. It's very good. Because black honey was always, the, the almost lipstick was always a little like too intense for me or something like that. I it was know. too almost Yeah, lipstick. it was too, it was too close to being almost <laughs> lipstick. I wore the dramatically different moisturizer was the first moisturizer I ever wore. And then I wore it for so long. I mean, I think I stopped wearing it in like 2010. I can remember. That feels right. Yeah. And because it's like, it's like kind of the equivalent of like a laundry detergent or something where yeah. like once you, once you establish what you use, like as a moisturizer or whatever, mm-hmm. um, like it's kind of hard to break that habit or like totally. once your like parent gives you yeah. the thing, they're like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. Like that's how, how it works. The other brand that absolutely should not only have had staying power, but should still be around is what I perceive to be Clinique's big sister, Prescriptives. I thought prescriptives was so aspirational it really um, was. It was like the really chic one at the at the like department store yeah, that it, i worked at it, in high school we had it at our local department store too and i always remember feeling like it was like almost too cool for our local mall like i couldn't believe we 100%. were privileged enough to have it at our local mall they were and they had that like foundation mixing wasn't there like a foundation mixing thing where there very was like familiar to they me. would like somehow capture your skin tone mm-hmm. in an extremely 90s way and yeah. then you know combine different squirts like a mm-hmm. sherwin like a sherwin williams paint can yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. make your foundation i think that sounds right and they had that beautiful it just felt so advanced and like yeah. sciency yeah they had the great sans serif logo and like very thin line everything which maybe was their problem is that never would have translated in the instagram aesthetic Mm, because it wasn't like mm, mm, contrasty mm. and bold enough and that mirrorish packaging like everything was that like chrome it looked really good and i was thinking about it and i kind of feel like this is like it takes a couple steps to get there but tell me if you agree do you feel like laura mercier sort of like took its place Mm. Mm, I could see that. Like, 
I feel like that was an, that's another sort of like mom approved, like feels sort of safe. It's not like really flashy, trashy, anything. You know what I feel like came between was Bobby Brown. Mm. Wow. How did we not talk about Bobby Brown? Yeah. I feel yeah. like it was yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That by the time. Sense. Yeah. Maybe like when I was in, when we were in college, yes. Bobby Brown or like late high school, Bobby Brown was like the thing. And totally. then when we were in our early twenties, it was like Laura Mercier had taken over that, that like tinted, um, yeah. The moisturizer, like, was the yes, thing. The, the tinted, mo- that's sort of why I thought of it because I think I had the equivalent of a Laura Mercier tinted moisturizer from prescriptives and then it became the Laura Mercier one. And yeah. Hey, did <sighs> you have it? Did you have any like aspirational or sort of signature perfumes when you were eventually allowed to wear them? Mm, well, I like definitely broke the rules at some point in high school and I wore cool water women. Oh my God. I, I was, was like, like, I hope we get to talk about cool water. Mm-hmm. And, not, and I think I wore it because none of the other girls in my high school that I knew of at least um, wore cool water. Like cool water men was pretty popular okay. among the dudes, uh-huh. but cool water women was a little bit untapped. Uh-huh. And so I felt like I could own that. Mm-hmm. And my friend Monica was obsessed with perfumes mm-hmm. and we would go to the perfume counter all mm-hmm. the time. And she also liked wearing men's colognes, which mm-hmm. was like chic and, and advanced and mm-hmm. like you know, I feel like Aqua de Joe being... was the men's cologne that women wore right she would wear she wore like Hugo Boss okay. like she okay. like went for it okay. um she also liked men's watches you know she it was like good it was like a good style move as mm-hmm. like a 16 year old for mm-hmm. sure but there are also just like perfumes and colognes from that period I mean it's like you know my high school boyfriend wore Polo sport, and I God, you guys were really predictable when it came to the sets. <laughs> My entire high school like stairwell was just wafting in clouds of polo sport and and cool water. I mean, for sure. And Tommy Hilfiger in high school, there wasn't there a Tommy and Abercrombie? Scent? Yes. Oh yeah. God, the Abercrombie scent and Abercrombie. And like, listen, I'm certain that there were a lot of other people who wore polo sport, but. My high school was, it was really a lot of Abercrombie, mm-hmm. a lot of Cool Water Men, a lot of Aqua Digio. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for whatever reason, Polo Sport was not as prominent okay. in these ha- halls. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I, I don't know, Claire. Decided, I mean, they're all predictable yeah. mall fragrances. Right. Like, right. <laughs> that sold totally. hundreds of thousands of millions of bottles. Like, There's yeah. one other one that we're forgetting. It's going to occur to me after we stop recording because it's like deep in my brain. Well, and then like all the Victoria's Secret scents. Oh, and I don't like, know. I remember I those like familiar. shimmer lotions. I mean, no. that was like a whole other world. A whole other world. I decided that I wanted a signature scent for my 18th birthday or maybe it was my 17th. And I remember like all my girlfriends going to the mall so we could pick it out together and they got it for me. And I landed on light blue, Dolce & Gabbana light blue. And guess what? I still wear it. I mean, what a, what a great uh, use of your time. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> I just still really like it, you know? It's great. Yeah. I don't even smell it on you anymore. I know because it's that, which was truly my ultimate fantasy as an 18 year old that people would, it would, it would be so... Infused with your being. Exactly. And that like... You're you just would, like molecularly joined. You, you would walk by the beauty department in the mall, smell cool water or smell uh, light blue and immediately think, Claire. Um, yep. Yeah. And... It worked. Yeah, I haven't smelled it on you in years. <laughs> That's the show. Hi, you two. Um, long time, long time here. I was just delighted by today's uh, serial conversation. I think it is incredible, Claire, that your family was pro puffed fart, but anti toaster strudel. My family was the opposite, where somehow toaster strudel 
despite Erica, to your point, the fact that strudel is in the name, that was somehow more healthy, healthier than Pop-Tarts. Don't understand that rationale. Also was just calling in to say that my family bought, I believe, the off-brand version of Chex, which was called Crispy Hexagons. And that is still to this day my favorite cereal. And Chex just is not the same as Crispy Hexagons. So shout out to the generic brand cereal kids of the 90s. All right. Love you guys. Bye. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so, so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us to make this podcast happen, especially our outstanding producer, Brian Peoples. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. If you have ideas for the show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com. If you love our show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu at, you guessed it, a thing or two HQ.com.